Sport Tracks on SFM. Saturdays, 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. Well, we're into the second hour, five past eight. Uh, thanks to Patrick and Ben for doing all the mixes and connecting you with the best guests that we invite here in studio. It's Charlene Pinar. She is sensational. And uh, I just want to say she's uh, doing some incredible things on the golf course. And if you want to know what she's been up to, she was part of the Sadga Provisional Challenge and she made, what, her debut. And uh, she was uh, so talented and she She's continuing wanting to grow her talent. She became just the second woman to to participate in the Sadga Provisional Challenge after receiving a captain's pick. Charlene, I don't want to continue my voice. I want to hear it from you. Welcome into Sport Tracks. Thank you so much, Jay. How are you? I'm awesome. Listening and reading about your story has been incredible for me. Well, congratulations, by the way. Uh, you came second, I think it was, at the T2 finish in the C Division of the Ikuruleni Championship. Uh, how, how does it work for you? Where did it all begin, your golf you know, career to speak? It sounds like uh, something that many of us haven't heard of, like your story. Um. Thank you, Zai. I actually started in 2016 um, playing golf. I actually joined the South African Blind Golf Association. And afterwards, I actually heard about the South African Disabled Golf Association. So I actually joined them as well. And that is actually where my journey started. And yes, um, I actually received the invitation to go and join as well the Ecolini to participate in the competition there and it was an epic experience, something that I will never forget as well. Um, but yes, ever since it has actually been a dream and, you know, growing even every single day even more, you know, because you're pushing yourself and you want to improve on your game. Charlene, how do you play golf being visually impaired? Visually impaired in the sense of it's extremely difficult. Um, it has taken a lot of practice, number one, to eat the ball, because you've got limited vision, so um, you're extremely dependent on your caddy as well. You know, they actually your eyes as well, and they actually line you up accordingly, and they need to check where your ball is going as well. So you're extremely dependent on them. And and when you when you play golf, you're on a golf course with people who are not visually impaired. How do people treat you? I'm actually part of the Noni Late Club. Um, I'm actually almost every weekend I'm playing with the ladies there and they are exceptional, wonderful ladies. And they don't treat me at all differently. You know, it's a very nice team in the sense of, you know, to be part of. Mm. So when you're going through your golf training, can you describe to us a little bit about what's it like for you, some of the challenges, some of the wins of your journey? Um, Challenges, it's, well, um, in a sense of um, mostly I'm actually participating against men. So number one, yes, that is a challenge, but as well, it actually motivates me more. And it actually creates an opportunity for myself to push me even more and to improve on my game. Um, and yes, I would like to even go further and actually motivate more people that are disabled to show them you know, no matter what life throws at you, no matter what happens in your life, every time when you fall, you can rise up again, even if it's a thousand times. When you rise up again, you are stronger. 
and I want to show society as well, you know, usually when a person is disabled, society actually pushes them aside. Mm. And basically to say to society, you know what, people with disabilities, they have dreams, they are passionate, they have potential. Even in the South African Disabled Golf Association, mm. there's a lot of talented players. You know, they do have the opportunity and potential to actually compete against, you know, normal able golfers. So I've got a broad question for you, Charlene. Uh, what yes. challenges do visually impaired people face in South Africa? And how is the likes of the SA Disabled Golfers Association helping to change those barriers and misconceptions? Um, they actually do a lot at South African Disabled Golf Association. They actually created a platform for every single disabled golf player, number one, and as well supporting them you know, to chase after their dreams and to become the best that they can be. Mm. And for you, from your own experience, what is the attitude of, of the public, uh, of South Africa, of si- the sighted public about visually impaired people? Is there a lot of misconceptions? What have you encountered? And... How have you changed people's perceptions of being visually impaired? Um, yes, I would say there is. Um, the people are actually looking differently, you know, as I said, to people with any disability, you know, but what happens is anybody can be in an accident today, tomorrow. It's a total life-changing, you know, what is happening in your life mm. and you need to adapt to that. And that is why I'm saying, you know, um, when you only place in that situation, you will actually understand what people are going through, which is disabled. So yes, um, I would say everybody is actually facing challenges on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And you actually need to put yourself into that person's shoes in order to understand what they are going through. And that is why, you know, it's um, very important for us, for myself even, you know, to show people, you know, um, we are normal people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got, as I said, dreams and there's a lot of potential and we are passionate as well. You know, we would like to achieve the same stuff as able people. Mm. And and that is why we are trying to show them. And that is one of my dreams as well, you know, to go forward and show people I want to participate in more competitions, more able competitions to show there's a lot of people that do have the potential to be even greater as well. Hmm. That is inspiring, Charlene. I mean, what would you say to someone who's just being diagnosed as visually impaired? It's going to be very difficult, but you will get through it. Keep your head high, have faith and persevere. Wow, that is that is inspiring indeed. And I mean, the fact that you are part of the SA Disabled Golfers Association, you want to tell us a little bit about how this benefits, you know, potential, you know, golfers? Potential golfers? Yes, if you're um, a potential golfer being part of SA Disabled Golfers Association, what are the benefits? Well, um, for instance, they actually started as well with the first screen program that is actually supporting young kids with disabilities. And usually when you're a parent, you are maybe for... You know, you've got a very nice opportunity for them to join the first swing program as well, where they can get the opportunity to learn more about golf. And as well, you know, it can open up more doors for them. Um, 
and to be more active in society as well, to show them, you know, they are not bounded due to their disability. They can conquer anything. Oh, we're so proud of you, Charlene. Well done. And thank you for inspiring us. You know what? I think you will inspire the next generation of female golfers, whether it's disabled or not. Thank you so much. And thank you for your time. I appreciate it. It's an absolute pleasure chatting to such an incredible young lady, Charlene Pinar, uh, who's having quite a year at her debut at the Sadga Prevention Challenge appearance. Now we'll be chatting to Chris Wood. He is uh, also simply inspiring. He's part of the Canon SA Disabled Golf Open. And that's coming up right after this. You are listening to Sport Tracks on SAFM. So we're talking golf and it's golf with Chris Wood, who's a right arm amputee. He's a stalwart of South African disabled golf. He's involved with a number of associations for a number of years, especially the South African Disabled Golf Association. Chris, so cool having you on the show. Welcome to Sport Tracks. Wow, what a a privilege. It's absolutely a privilege to be on on with you, Ryan, and thank you very much for allowing me to talk with you. I'm going to dive straight into it, right? I mean, for first-time so-called normal people who are paired to play with you, I'm sure their eyes betray their skepticism. They're like, oh my gosh, we're going to play with a guy who has no hand. This is not going to be good. I mean, looking back, I'm sure you have had people go, wow, this guy, Chris Wood, is incredible. Yeah, a lot of my friends actually said it's unfair playing with two arms, you know, because you make all your mistakes with the right arm. <laughs> and they say it's actually better to play with the one arm. In some sense, it's, it's a lot of it's true. But um, it, 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 I was fortunate not to have played golf before. And then after my accident, I started playing with one arm. And so I taught myself um, playing golf with one arm and um, being a sportsman and a ball player all my life. It, it didn't take too long. And I got hooked onto it for life. And I'm actually a golf nut, as most of the people would know me as well, yeah. Well, it sounds pretty crazy, and we love it here. We love the craziness of it. I mean, Chris, you've had a chance, I'm sure, to reflect uh, the fact that you've, you've, you've kind of like, you know, a stalwart, as we've used that term. But take us back to where it all began for you with your injury and how you've progressed. Yeah, I started, I had my injury back in the 80s, 84, to be honest, and that I was 22 years old, and then... Um, uh, Ten years later, I, I first started playing squash and all sorts of things, and, and I'm, I struggled with my knees. So I uh, took up golf, and I thought, when we thought that was in back in '91, um, hitting a few balls. But we were out at an outing at Sun City, and I remember the first time the end of our then company invited us for a weekend there. So I started playing golf at Sun City, um, not knowing how difficult it was. I thought it was very easy. And then it just progressed from there on, you know. I um, In 94, we went um, and competed in the one-arm championships in Scotland, which they call the world mm. champions, but it's actually just the European championships. The Americans are also, they also got a one-arm championship going. They also call themselves the, one, the world one-arm championships. So what happens now is the one-arm world championships in the UK and the ones in um in America, compete every year at the same time as with they when they have the Ryder Cup, and um, also in the near same facility. So that's also very nice. I also competed in those. But apart from that, you know, golf is just golf is just this amazing sport. You know, it allows people with all disabilities to take part and to compete against people with able bodies. I know a friend of mine, Reinhard Schutnik, and I think most of the people who are who, who's listening in would know Reinhard as well. 
I mean, he was under 19 when he won the able body longest drive with one arm. Mm. And it's crazy, you know, they are just immaculate players. Um, the last time I played, just before COVID, I was competing in America with one-arm championships. And um, the world number one arm was a scratch golfer that was the, uh, in fact, he was a plus two, I think. And hmm. and so so it is, you know, the one-arm golfers, is, is, is there's a huge number of them in the world. Um, and then the leg, leg amputees is, is just as big. Um, and disabled golf has just taken off, um, especially the last year when they started opening up after the COVID, allowing golf again to, to take its course. Um, there's a lot of uh, disabled golf happening in Europe and America at the moment. Mm. South Africa, this is the first time now since we had our, our tournament um, prior to, to COVID. And we're looking forward to um, play at this fabulous course at Mount Edgecombe. I'm here currently, and it's absolutely wonderful to be on a proper golf course again, hmm. coming from Namibia, <laughs> where we don't have this facility, these kind of facilities available to us. It's absolutely being a privilege to be here and, and to take part, and it's, it's a very good, a very big, big blessing to be able to play golf and to compete, yes. Oh, Chris, I mean, I, I mean, we, we did say you are a right-arm amputee. What effect do you think you've had on other golfers, especially disabled golfers, when they see how well you play? Well, back home in, in, in uh, Sokobund in Namibia, I actually teach uh, able-bodied golfers play golf. Um, and huh. I've, I've got a number of students that, that, that I taught. I, I've got students with me that's never played golf that I taught playing golf with two arms. Um, and, and golf is, is, is very technical. You know, you've you got to understand what the ball does and what the club does and, and how, why does the ball fly. And you don't need power. You don't need to be big. Um, yeah, it's all about rhythm and timing and tempo. And you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a few basic things that you have to do right. And it's, it's probably the sport that's the most rewarding um, sport in the world. You know, it, and anyone can compete against anyone at any stage. Um, so it's just an absolute fabulous sport. Um, and, and I hope, that COVID won't have a, a bigger influence um, in the near future and that we can take, take part again uh, competing against the rest of the world. So so how do, how do the other golfers respond to you being there, teaching them how to play golf with one arm? Well, they somehow think it's, 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 it's easier to play with one arm, you know, because um, it, it's also when you watch the ladies play golf, it's, it's, they've got such a nice, gracious swing, it, it looks easy. Mm. Um, and then it's and and then you think it's this is this is not a difficult sport, but when you compete, you know when you're on the driving range practicing hitting balls, it's it's a different thing. When you go onto a course and you got a tee off the first tee box, especially when you go onto a competition, and this is what makes the sport so so big. Is it's it's actually about ninety percent all in the brain, and you got to be able to manage the pressure that you create yourself, mm. and 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 um, to to be competitive. Uh, and that's why um, golf is a big leveler of, of, of all abilities and, and it's a big, big sport to, to take part in. Chris, remind me again, uh, what effect does it have on your ability to play golf with one arm? What is, sorry, what is it that I have? Yeah, what effect does it have uh, in your ability to play golf with one arm? Golf is... Golf is uh, Golf has changed my entire life. I mean, golf has made me... Uh, um, um, I started a company back in 2000 and I ran the company for 17 years. And, 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 and if it wasn't for golf, I wouldn't have been able to do that. You know, golf teaches you 
self-discipline. Golf teaches you success. Golf teaches you how to admire, how to respect. Golf teaches you etiquette. It teaches you uh, mm. behavior. It's, it's, it's an enormous sport for me, and it, and it did, and it did a, re, a real, real big, had a big influence on me, um, and you can actually showcase yourself uh, in a proper manner and, uh, amongst gentlemen and amongst people. And, um, you know, it's just, a, it's just a sport that I don't think, uh, you know, like I'm an absolute golf nut. I eat and sleep, <laughs> drink golf. <laughs> if I have an opportunity to go and play golf, if I don't have money, like we probably don't have off the cover, I would make sure that I get money somewhere and go and take part. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's it's wonderful, you know. When I was younger, um, when I had I was still running a company, uh, it was easier for me to to fly and, and compete overseas. Uh, nowadays, it's it's we don't have that money, you know. We we just certificates, and we're all tight, and and um, money is not so freely available. So when you do get an opportunity like this at Mount Eskom with the South African Disabled Golf, it's an absolute um, privilege to be here. Well, we're going to take a short break, but I know your family and friends are listening, so I want to chat to you some more when we come back. Cool. Hashtag SFM Sport Tracks. Welcome into Sport Tracks. I'm Zai Khan. We're chatting to Chris Wood, a right arm amputee. He's a stalwart of South African Disabled Golf and he's invited his family and friends to listen to our show. Chris, how is your family and friends responding to your success on the golf course? Well, I have, I have as, as, as it might indicate, a lot of golf friends and, and, um, and my family knows me since since my early days that I'm a golf nut and um, <laughs> obviously with me having all these injuries and, and, and setbacks in life, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a blessing to be able to take part in, in such a super sport like golf and, and, make, and make a success out of it. Um, I, was, I was able to tour um, various countries um, across the world um, and always had the privilege to meet new people and new friends mm. um, and, and my current friends, you know, we um, when we play a uh, compete against other, um, they don't see me as being disabled. You know, I don't get any privileges. I don't go and tee off a different tee box. I deal with them. I play. Uh, we bet the same money against each other, <laughs> and we take part in the same manner. You know, it's, they don't even see it. Look at me as being disabled. So oh, um, they, um, yeah, you know, they don't. They, they don't, there's no differentiation between me and the rest of the players. And normally when they go and play a normal social game or even competitions, um, it's only when we do take part in, in big competitions like this where we actually compete against other disabled um, that, that, that you can actually teach um, the young ones that just got into the game again and just got to learn to play golf. And there's a lot about one-on golf that, that because there's no books about this. Mm. You have to actually teach yourself and study the game, and which I've done to uh, to a big extent. And then you teach um, yourself, and and you get and and I mean I've been playing golf since 1990, and uh, I still learn every day on on what to do right and what to do wrong, you know, and and what is the best. And and it, as the golf sport actually progresses, you'll realize that. Um, the modern golf clubs and the shafts and the grips and you know all has an influence and the slower the slower and the older you get they they just can adapt to the different golf clubs and you can still play a decent game and mm. still enjoy your game and money let's talk about that is there money to be won in any of the leagues 
if you're disabled? It's actually, it's actually said there, there's, no, we don't, we, there's no money to be made. Um, I know the, the Europeans, uh, um, disabled guys who, who's in the top um, first five or ten places, they've been allowed to go compete against in the European Championships in, in the programs. And then you get invited, and then obviously they would they would pay all the cost and entertain you for two days to play with the with the pros on on these courses. But uh, there's no money for these guys. There's no real sponsors for these guys. Um, it's just a, a, a real social um, um, thing, and and it's an amateur thing. So it's, it's not a it's not a. There are a few um, disabled golfers that try to turn pro. I mean, mm. I think there's three or four of them that's actually gone pro, but none of them has actually really made money on it now. Hmm. And my last question is, we don't have golf at the Paralympics. Do you think there'll be a huge push for it, say, 2024? Definitely. Um, I think, I think again, um, and I'm, I might be corrected, but I think the confusion is because in, in the Paralympics, the classifications between what is allowed and how to be allowed these guys is different. You know, I think I think they're going to make it simple. They're going to say it's either MPT, uh, which is, could be differentiated very easily, um, um, like they do with the Paralympics. But when you go into golf, you know, you have um, um, muscle dystrophy and you've got all sorts of other, other funny uh, um, disabilities that makes it difficult to classify um, and to play. And that's why I think the golf union worldwide has decided that let's take another look at it and see if we can simplify this and, and get the people to play. But definitely it's going to be there. There's going to be a hard push. And I'm almost certain that they're going to have to find something for us to compete in 2024. Oh, hopefully it might be the right push to give this uh, beautiful game a chance at the Paralympics as well. I, I really hope for the same and, and, and I thank you for your wishes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Chris. I'm sure we're going to catch up with you whether it's on or off the golf course. I've had so much fun chatting to you. Thank you so much. Well, very nice and enjoy. Thank you very much for your time as well and, and allowing me to speak to you. Absolutely. Chris Wood, a right arm amputee stalwart of South African Disabled Golf and he's involved in so many aspects of this stunning game called golf.